I saw everybody like someone clap. You didn't know if you should clap. And that song kind of have a mixture. Let's clap for the song. Hallelujah. Glorious days. Mm -mm -mm. Well, welcome. Isn't it a glorious day? Oh, my goodness. That is just so gorgeous out there. The Lord prepared that just for us. It's raining in Leesburg. So it's right here. It's right here. No, okay, sorry. Hallelujah. The Lord has risen. He's risen indeed. He's risen indeed. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you as we come together and just sing worship, worship songs to you and focus upon you. And Lord, it's just um, overwhelming to come and think about what you did for us. And Lord, just the idea that you arose from the dead. Lord, we uh, celebrate that and really focus upon that this morning. And so, Lord, we give you thanks. And that to think that you came for us, for us individually. You can say the Lord came for and put your name there. If you were the only person in the world, he would have came for you. So we just thank you for that, God. And I just pray this morning you speak to us through the scriptures as we look at these. And, Lord, are you anoint me with the Spirit. I just speak, speak things of the Spirit, Lord. And my heart would be pure before you, speaking only what you have to say. And each heart to be open to receive. So, God, we praise your holy name. Name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Okay, we're going to start off this morning, Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 3. Um, I, this, this morning or this week, I was trying to think of a message, you know, the, a title for the message. And it's something, you know, unique, catchy. And so I came up with Easter. <laughs> I mean, I just like, okay, it is, it's Easter. So... That's the best I could do. So, but, so we're going to look, and what we're going to look at this morning as we look at Luke 24, is that what is Easter? What happened Easter? Okay, and that's kind of where we want to focus and, and how it came about. Like we do things Easter and have all sorts of thoughts where appropriate, that's fine. But actually what happened Easter? And, you know, and certainly Christ died on the cross and we're thankful it's not Easter. That's not Easter, okay? And we're thankful he died for us. And even Saturday, you know, that, you know, he had, a, I think, some interactions with spiritual world and everything else, you know, we have it. But that's not Easter, okay? Easter is Sunday. Easter is Sunday. And it's when he arose. That's what Easter, he arose. The cross is great. We wouldn't be here without it. But Easter is when he arose. And so I th my thought was, is like, okay, let's look and see what actually happened Easter. What happened Easter? And so that's where the message is coming from. What lessons we can learn and what actually happened Easter. And so it starts off, in all the Gospels it's the same. But in Luke, we're going to look at Luke as he pulls it together and um, presents this. And I think I just want to say... Luke is an ind great, interesting individual. He is the only Gentile. He is the only non-Jewish person to write for the Bible. So, so he kind of, he kind of our people. <laughs> you know, he's like a Gentile, and so he's writing from that perspective. So, let's just think about that. And this is what Luke says, his account, Luke twenty-four one through three. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, Mary Magdalene. And Mary, mother of James, went to the tomb 
taking the spices they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. It's the first thing happened Easter. You go up, he's not in the tomb. He's not there. Now, as we know that Jesus suffered a cruel, cruel physical death, physical death, but also he also suffered more greatly because he suffered for our sins. So we can't even comprehend that. The great physical death, the pain of physically dying, but he suffered for our sins. And just, you know, okay, think of the most rotten thing you've ever done, <laughs> okay? I just want to let you know, you didn't get away with it. You didn't get away with it. Jesus paid it. Jesus paid it. See, and that, I mean, it's incomprehensible, you know. So he, he suffered for our sins. So his death was uh, excruciating because of all that. And that's the reason, and people will look at this, and it sounds really strange for Jesus to say, and he cries out for the, from the cross. He goes, my God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? Jesus, the man, he became a God-forsaken man on the cross. For our sin, we are God-forsaken people. Jesus became our sin, and he became a God-forsaken man on the cross. Is, I mean, again, incomprehensible for what happened. And you can look up and study the things about the crucifixion. I mean, they have this in great detail. Everybody knows exactly what they did and how you died, okay? And it, and it was just horrendous. In fact, it was so horrendous, the Romans who instituted it, I don't know, about 200 B.C. or A.D. or around 300 days in that period of time, they said, you know, this is so bad, we've got to stop doing it. I mean, that's what they said. We just got to quit this, okay? So the Ro Romans said, we got to stop this. Anyway, the whole point, this is how Jesus died. He paid the penalty for our sins. And then we see him cry out, he's a God-forsaken man. Now, so what happened Easter? What happened Easter? After a three-year ministry, the cross, three-year ministry and the cross, now we have Easter Sunday. So it had, that's the backdrop. He come in. First of all, this is something we should know about Easter Sunday. First of all, we do not have any evidence whatsoever that Jesus' followers thought he would rise from the dead. Not one of them. None of them thought he would rise from the dead. That's hard. I mean, <laughs> three-year ministry, you pour into the dead, you die on the cross... None of them thought he's going to rise from dead. In fact, the disciples are like, they didn't even go. You know, it's like, this is, this, I mean, have you ever had this thought? But this is what the disciples did. The apostles, they go, yeah, this ain't working out like I thought it would. I mean, it is, it's, this is not working out. You know, and it's like, our leader, which we would follow to our death, is dead. <laughs> You know, so I'm not just going to die. I mean, I'd follow him to my death. But he's dead. He went willing to. So here's the whole thing. Now, what makes it worse, none of his followers believe he'd be resurrected. Embarrassingly, embarrassingly enough, his enemies were afraid that he would be. 
And they knew he said he would be. So because they were afraid he would be, they heard him say he would be. They said, Pilate, I want you to put some guards around the tomb. Now, what do you have to worry about? The apostles are locked in a room. I mean, they're, they're getting out of Dodge. You said, like, this is not. So, but it's the Pharisees. The Pharisees had a better view of what Jesus said about the resurrection than the apostles did. Listen to this verse. Just the, not an overhead. Just listen. Matthew 27, 62-64. The chief priest and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how this imposter said while he was still alive, after three days I will rise. Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people he has risen from the dead. And the last fraud will be worse than the first. Now I want to ask you a thing. Was Jesus clear about what he said about the resurrection? Pharisees knew full well what he said. But there's not an apostle within hollering distance. (laughs) They're not there. You know, they didn't believe it. They didn't believe it. I mean, when he said it, I'm sure, you know, everybody looked at him and kind of gave each other a high five. But when it happened, they said, "Uh uh-uh, this is is not working out. But the Pharisees knew. His enemies knew. Now, that's, I just think that's fascinating. Fascinating. Now, (laughs) with no one, I mean, it's crazy to say this. I don't think I've ever said it in a message. With no one believing that Jesus would rise from the dead. I mean, that, that's how we're starting Easter off. No one believed that Jesus would rise from the dead. Well, then, when he does arise, who will he reveal himself to? Reveal himself to? Who, who, who would you? T- I mean... If you were in Jesus' shoes, if you, know, you come back and say, who would you reveal yourself to? You know, you look at the apostles, and I'm, this is me talking. It's okay, so just take it. Look at the apostles. You know, it's, you guys aren't worth my time. You know, I mean, why? <laughs> I mean, why? Would, you're showing me nothing. You're showing me nothing. Why would I go and say, okay, one more time, you know, like that. See, or, you know, the world that has rejected him, who, who is he going to reveal himself to? See, I've all, have you thought this about, you know, it's like when the it, Bible promises us when Jesus comes back at the end, we're going to know. I mean, he, I mean, it's going to, I mean, it's going to, the whole world's going to see it, and it's like flames out of his mouth and stuff like that. You know, it's, whoa, that's going to happen. But here, it's not. Now, I think, you know, he might go in with the apostles who don't believe he's going to rise. I think flame might come out of my mouth and go, see me? (laughs) You know, I'm here. I told you, you know, just singe the hair on their head. (sighs) (laughs) See, but he doesn't do that. He doesn't do any. What is he going to do Easter morning with nobody believing that he is going to arise? To arise. 
So we have here what happened, what actually happened, where we see some sign of passion, connection that the Lord tells us about that has, that the, Jesus' death has really impacted them other than being afraid, impacted them to be motivated to carry out a ministry, what ministry they could to him. And it's here. And it, again, it's Luke 24, 1 through 3. These are the first people Jesus reveals himself. Mary Magdalene, Mary, mother of James, because they're the first to go to the tomb. There's nobody there. First to go to the tomb. Now, the book of Mark includes that there was another lady, Salome, Salome, who is the wife of Zebedee, who is the mother of James and John, the apostles. Now, just, you know, you put that. But, I mean, you think about that. <laughs> John and James didn't go, but Mom went. <laughs> mom went. You know, hey, come on, kids, let's go. No, Mom, you go ahead. I'm not going. Just, you know, you can handle this. Now, I hope you all are differentiating between my being facetious in the truth of the scriptures okay so here you have these three ladies go and and the disciples the apostles are afraid for good reason they're afraid for good reasons because they have a bounty on their head now these ladies also we, what we know about from the scripture these ladies saw jesus crucified they were at the cross these ladies at the cross Disciples weren't the cross. Now, I think the apostle John was, you know, because we see an interaction in the book of John. But the la these ladies were at the cross. These ladies, these three ladies, saw the tomb where they laid Jesus. Because they didn't have anything planned for him. You know, you remember that they put him to the rich man's tomb and said, well, can you be buried in my tomb? Well, they saw that. So these ladies saw that. And then so what you have... They're the ones, they're the first ones to go to that tomb. Now they have the shock. There's no body. There's, there's no body in this tomb. So they're really shocked about it because they saw this whole scenario carried out for them. There's no body. Now, first of all, we really need to appreciate, I think you have to appreciate, the courage, the dedication of these three women. You really do. You have to think, why these three? And that connection that they would feel like to carry over to go to the tomb and prepare his body for his ultimate burial. They went to the tomb, and the scripture is very clear, while the apostles were behind locked doors. Just think about it. Three goes. Go to the tomb. The apostles are behind locked doors. And the Bible says locked doors. Locked doors. Now, so here they are, and they're in the tomb. There's no body. But what happens in the tomb, although it's empty, two angels appear to them. Two angels appear to these ladies. I mean, the angels could have appeared to the apostles in the locked room. They could have made that. But they, no, they appear to these two ladies, these three ladies. Appear to them. And I have the overhead for here. And this is what they say. Luke. Chapter 24, verse 5. This is what the two angels say to the ladies. Why do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here. 
but he has risen. And that too, if I would have told them this, I would say also, just like he told you and you didn't listen, he just told them. He said, why do you look for the living among the dead? What are you doing here? Like the, He's not here. He is arisen. So we see this picture. Then the, the angels tell the women to go and tell the disciples that Jesus has risen. They become the messengers now to tell the disciples, these three ladies, Jesus is risen. Now, as the women are leaving the tomb, they start leaving the tomb, we also find out in Matthew, these three women, that um, Jesus appears to them. So, the scenario, the three ladies go, and she's not here, and they said, need to go tell the disciples. They go, they go and tell the disciples, and on the way to tell the disciples, Jesus appears to them. It's recorded, you know, Matthew, how he appears. And, and they're overwhelmed with his appearance. And then he tells the ladies, now go on, go tell the, the apostles. Continue to go and tell the apostles. Yep. And so they go. Now, here's something I want that comes to me, that there's a huge spiritual lesson here. Is that when we act on what we know, more will be revealed to us. These ladies, these ladies, they saw the crucifixion. They knew what happened. They saw him put in the tomb. They saw the stone rolled over the tomb. And although, and this is important, although they did not grasp the resurrection, they didn't, they were like everybody, they, they came to prepare his body. They didn't believe in the resurrection either, but they did what they knew. Well, we'll go prepare his body. That's one thing we can do, you know. <laughs> so so they, they had an element of faith in who he was, in who he was. So they saw the crucifixion. They saw him put in the tomb. And so they're the first ones to the tomb. And here it is. Although they did not grasp the resurrection, they were honored by acting on what they did know. That's for all of us. There's a lot of things we don't know, but there's some things we do know. There's a lot of things we can't do, but there's some things we can do. And the lesson here is do what you do, what you know to do, and do what you can do. And more will be revealed to you. How many of you I'm not moving here until God tells me something. You know. Well, you know, just just bring in carry out for this guy. I mean, nothing gonna happen. He's not moving. But when you say, All right, Lord, I don't understand a lot, but a little I do understand, I'm gonna do what I do understand. It's at that time more is revealed. Spiritual lesson. Don't move. Nothing more is revealed. You move and more is revealed. And it keeps repeating itself. And all along your Christian journey, you can stop any time. You can stop any time. And you'll stop getting revelation. See? Because with us, God is working through us and for us. But we have a part in this. 
and he will show us something. I really believe the Christian life is like the lamp unto your feet, and you hold this light, and it's dark, and you see this circle, and you got this light. And you sit there, you just have the light. You never move. Six months, light. You take one step, and you have more light. One step. Oh, I took one step, and I understand everything. No, you just took one step, and now you understand a little bit. Now, the little bit you understand, you take one more step, and you understand a little bit more. You see, that's the Christian life. And if you're going to wait back here till everybody explains everything to you, you will never move. You'll never go forward, ever. You have to move in what you know. Amen? Well, this is what's happening. And I believe, now this is what I believe, I believe this is why Jesus first appeared to these three women. They didn't understand, but they did what they could. And then God revealed more. And then he appeared to them. Amen? Lesson. Huge, huge lesson in Christian life. Now, and not only so, you add it, they also became the carriers of the message. Jesus, and this my flesh thing, Jesus says, hey, here I am. Now I'm going to go tell these guys, get them straight. No, he goes, you see me, I'm honoring what you do, you go tell them. Jesus still didn't go tell them. He had these three ladies to go and tell the apostles this. Now, so what we have here, so the ladies go and tell the apostles. Here we have, uh, don't have an overhead here, but so it says in Luke 24, 10, now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and the Mary, mother of James, and the other women so there must have been several women they went, those three went, but there were other women they had connected with. And the other women with them, they went and told these things to the apostles. John, Peter, James, Matthew. I mean, the whole, but can you imagine the audience of the, the apostles? They're responsible for writing the scriptures. You know? Tell them this. But the words seemed like an idle tale. They did not. Believe them. And believe them. They don't believe them. Hearing this message from the women, the apostles did not believe them. Now, if you just kind of had these women coming out of nowhere and say, hey, are we? No, Jesus has spent three years telling the apostles. You know, he's been telling them. Like I said, the Pharisees, the enemies knew full well what he said. So the women, hey, really, we saw it. No, you didn't. Now, see, that is, I mean, we're talking like deep, deep non-belief here. <laughs> you know? It's a, so, but isn't that fascinating? Isn't this fascinating? Now, so as we look at this, we want to think about here. Here's this situation of who Jesus appeared to. Why these three ladies? And that was his, that was his method of ministry. Ladies, you know, but also they did what they could. They didn't have much, but they did what they could, and more was revealed. And then all of a sudden, they were responsible for more. And even when they did more, the people around them didn't believe. But they had sent the risen Lord by that time. Okay, there's her. Well, here's the next people, and I believe the, very, the way I read Scripture, 
The next people that Jesus appears to, which now I think to me this is just fascinating. I'm gonna I'll give you time to guess. Who do you think Jesus appeared to next? He appears to two unknown men walking on the road to Emmaus. That's who he appears to. Now, I'm sure within the Christian community there, they knew who these guys were. But we don't. I mean, they're never mentioned before or after. So Jesus appears to these men on the road to Emmaus. Now, my question is, why? Now, we talk about the three ladies. Why these three ladies? And we can see why the connection. But why these two guys? That are not, they, I mean, they don't even make the scriptures at this one line. I mean, as far as who they are. Why these two guys does Jesus appear to? And then on Papa, what does he tell them? So when I look at this, and this is where I'm taking time to say, by the way, we say, well, this is Easter. This is about Jesus' resurrection. Yeah, I did. And we're just telling you what he did. We're telling you what he did when he arose. He told these three ladies. Now he comes and tells these two guys, what, why them, and what does he tell them? And so I think there's a real, when we meet with Jesus, <laughs> and when we come to know Christ, I think there's a lesson we can grasp of what Jesus would tell us, what he wants to communicate us, basic, fundamental things. You know, like Jesus didn't appear to the three ladies, let me tell you about the end times. No, we're, I mean, like here, we're just sitting in awe, like, oh, my God, he's alive. So he goes fundamental with them up here. You know, like the ladies, he said, I told you, I arose, I'm arisen, go tell the guy. Now he's going to talk to these guys, and he said, let me tell you what's going on. Well, he's going to go to the basic facts, fundamental facts that everybody knows, and these people don't know. They don't know. So here we have, so let's pay attention. Let's pay attention to what Jesus says to these men Walking on the road to Mass, talking. And by, can you just see, picture these guys. They're walking along the road. Jesus is being crucified. You know, they knew him, a disciple, and they're just walking. Like, oh, my gosh. They're walking along the road and talking. And he says in Luke 24, verse 13, I don't have an overhead, but listen. That very day, what very day? Same day he talked to the three ladies. Okay? That very day... Two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with, uh, they were talking with each other about all these things that have happened. What's happened? They're talking about all the things that happened. Oh, my God. You know, like our leader's dead. <laughs> I mean, it just, you know, it's nothing what we thought. It's nothing what we thought. So they're talking about all these things that had happened. While they, now pay attention to this, while they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew up and went with them. And he's talking there. All of a sudden, this third guy comes. He's <laughs> just kind of, hey, what's going on? I mean, that's what they did. He just kind of walks up. Hey, what's going on? But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. Not only did Jesus not go, wham, here I am, I told you. He walks with these guys and purposely keeps them from knowing who he is. 
who he is. There's a method to what he's doing. There's something that Jesus is doing we need to know. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what is the conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? Come on, he knows what they're talking about. He knows full well what they're talking about. But you know, go to the conversation. Hey, what's going on? What are you talking about? And he initiates the conversation, so he's included in their conversation. And they said to him, what we're talking about, it's concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty indeed in word before God and all these people. And they go, and they took him and they crucified him. He's dead. And the craziest thing we ever heard of, it got these three women there, said he's alive. This is a, we just can't believe what's happening. Okay. But Jesus asked. And so what we see here, what we learn from this, these men, why, why these men? These men were talking and discussing things concerning Jesus of Nazareth. A man who was a prophet, mighty indeed in word, before God and all the people. Therefore, Jesus met with them. Processes. Therefore, Jesus met with them. Why? Why? Who were they talking about? Jesus. Talking about Jesus. And they didn't know. These people, they don't know. That we can't put this together. We can't put this together. And they're talking about Jesus. Their total focus is on Christ. And therefore, Jesus comes up and talks to them. Lesson. <laughs> Jesus needs some time. And he's there to, he just needs to give him some time. And there will be revelation. But the reason he talked to these two guys is because they were discussing everything that happened. They didn't understand. Therefore, he met with these two. Met with these two. Now, they did not understand the resurrection. They erroneously identified Jesus as a prophet. Jesus is the son of God. He is not a prophet. <laughs> He's the son of God. And they, so they miss that. So they don't understand that, uh, they don't understand the resurrection. And they don't understand that he's the son of God. But again, spiritual lesson. Same spiritual lesson. And I think this is huge for us if we want to grow in Christ. Same spiritual lesson. When we act on what we know, more will be revealed to us. And what were they? I know who Jesus was. I know what he told me. But I don't understand this. I don't understand it. What is going on? They're discerning. They're doing what they know to do. And they're discussing what's happening. Based on the faith they had. And when they respond to the little they have, more is revealed. And Jesus is there making this discussion. What's going on? Jesus comes up beside them. And he speaks to them. They don't know it. But he speaks to them. Is there a le you see a lesson? Three ladies, two guys to Emmaus, apostles locked in a room. <laughs> you know? Now, so we see this. This is the perfect time. This is the perfect time for Jesus to make a grand appearance. Now, see, I think this all the time, like grand appearance. 
you got these two guys walking, you know, they're talking about Jesus. I go, again, light coming out of my eyes, fire out of my mouth, like, whoa, I'm here. You know, I mean, that, I mean, the point would have got across, right? It's like, oh my goodness. But he doesn't do that. I mean, to me, that would cut on a, that would cut out a lot of conversation. You just do that and you go, got it, you know. But to see, that's not what he does. So let's pay close attention what he does do. Look at what Jesus, what he does do. I have an overhead here. Luke 24, 25 through 27. So they tell him what they're talking about. And Jesus says, they don't know it's Jesus. He goes, oh, foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that I told you. <laughs> what does it say? How slow are you to believe in all that the prophets have spoken? The issue is not so you don't know me. You don't even know the prophets. It's not so much you don't know me. You don't even have a foundation to know me. Therefore, when I talk to you, I need to tell you all that the prophets have said about me. I'm telling you, how many here, you don't have to raise your hand, meet these two guys, would go, whammo, little flames, I'm Jesus. You know, do you think he would have got his point across? He doesn't. He goes out. You, you don't understand what the prophets have said. That's their issue. And that's the issue that's concerning him. That's the issue. When we think, oh, God, I wish God would just, oh, God, I wish you'd just bring Jesus. He'd speak to that person, you know. And yeah, I'm making it just like these two guys did, man. But God goes, no, their problem is they don't know what the prophets have said about me. God, I don't have time to tell them all that. You know, gosh, Lord Almighty, you know, I'm going to have to do some reading and meditation on my own before I could ever communicate what the prophets have said. But then that's the reason you can't carry the message to the people I've given you. You know, because you have taken it in yourself. You know, you see what I'm saying? So here's what he's saying. So slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and, be, and enter into his glory? Now, they're going to go, no, I didn't know anything about this. Because he goes, isn't it necessary? No, they, they don't know it's necessary because they don't know the prophets. He goes, was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter to his glory? And Jesus, beginning with Moses, which he wrote Genesis, and beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted them all the scriptures of the things concerning himself. We're talking about on fire Bible study. On fire Bible study. Right then, going down the road to Emmaus. No big appearance and fire coming out of his mouth. We're talking about big time Bible study. Moses, all the prophets, all the scriptures are things concerning himself. This is how you're going to know who I am. And this is a reason you can't understand who I am. I love it when the 
Sadducees, they came and asked Jesus a question. And he looked at him and he goes, well, the problem is you don't know the scriptures for the power of God. Well, I just ask you a question. I mean, don't I get smart about it? You know, just tell me. But no, he goes, no, that's your problem. I'm not going to speak into your ignorance. I'm not going to speak into your lack of faith. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that. And so, you, so here are these guys. But these guys have shown, they're asking. They're asking. And so what he does, and I'm saying, it was, how would you like to be at this Bible study? How would you like to be at this Bible study? Jesus going through, it's like, oh my gosh, I couldn't take notes fast enough. I mean, it's like, holy cow, you know. So anyway, so here we have. So what we have, to, to confirm the truth of himself, Jesus takes them a walk through the Bible. All the scriptures, Moses, the prophets. Here is the lesson, church. Here is the lesson. The Bible speaks of Jesus. I'm going to study the Bible and see what my next job is. No, you study the Bible and experience Jesus. And then he'll tell you how you're supposed to live, where you're supposed to go. See, the Bible is about Jesus. And when Jesus wants to prove himself, he takes us to the Scriptures. Takes us to the Scriptures. Now, I don't know if it's a big deal to you as it is me. I'm just thinking, if you want to make a point, like, I'll put it this way. I want, next Sunday, we're going to meet together and come here, and I'm going to tell you how to meet Jesus. All right. Some of you thinking already, you know, I don't, I don't need to sit through this again. <laughs> you know. But what if I told you, you come next Sunday, and Jesus is going to be here, and he's going to tell you about himself. Oh, my God, we'd have to have five services. Why? Because it's like Jesus is going to tell about himself. Now, you'd be kind of disappointed because he said, now, here, do you know the prophets? Let me explain Moses, the prophets, and all the scriptures. Now you'll know about me. I'm just looking for a little fire out of the mouth stuff. You know, glazed eyes. This is what he's saying. This is what he's telling us. This is what he's telling us here. Now, so, so we, in the next verse, he, the, guys are, the guys are really enjoying the Bible study. They don't know it's Jesus, but they're enjoying this Bible study. They're getting it. And so they come to their house, and Jesus acts like he's just going to walk on. They don't know it's Jesus. He just walks away. Now, hey, come on, let's have dinner. Man, this, this guy's not only a good Bible teacher. I didn't want to ask him for dinner. <laughs> we'll have dinner and let's keep this conversation going. So they ask him to dinner and they sit down. And Luke 24, 30 says this. And when he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were open and they recognized him. Then he vanished from their sight. I think they looked, he said, hey, did you get all the notes on his study? <laughs> did you get everything he said? Oh, Lord. You know, th this, this was Jesus himself teaching us, teaching us. Now, here's, a, again, the lesson we're trying to learn. This is Easter. This is what Jesus is doing. 
Why is he doing this? You know, we see the picture, and I think this is good. I'm this no criticism. We see the pictures of Easter, and we see the tomb, the tomb, the rock aside. You see Jesus coming out, and angels all over the place, and light shining, and boom, you know, he's risen. And praise Jesus. But that's not exactly what he did. This is what he did. This is what he did. I mean, it has. You know, it's terrible special effects. I mean, <laughs> you know, we're going to watch a movie of Jesus walking with two guys. You know, it's like, but this is what Jesus did. This is what he, now he could have done all that other stuff, but he didn't because he's going to the core of the issue and the core of who he was and how people come to a heartfelt belief, grab hold of, and die for. You don't understand prophets. You don't understand the scriptures or the power of God. See? And so that's what he's doing here. So their eyes were open. And so we learn a lesson here that the more we read the Bible, the more Jesus will reveal to us. Now, people, this is the truth. The more we read the Bible, the more Jesus revealed to us. What did Jesus say to the disciples? What did this Jesus say? To these two men. Sit down. I'm going to give you some deep insights. And between the three of us, I'm going to write another book. Another book. And then you guys will have be on top of it and get it. No. He said, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to talk to you. And I'm going to say, you need to read the book you got. You need to read the book you got. And as you read the book you got, more will be revealed to you well it's too hard i don't want to read it and you know like that it's too difficult well that's fine it's fine just nothing more will be revealed to you that's i mean that's it no big lightning not any lightning to read it not going to read it no big lightning one will be revealed more things other will be nothing will be revealed well, I'm, and I, I love being sort of facetious. I want to learn deep things of God. So I'm going to go listen to Wallace. In the service, you look over at your spouse. Yeah, and I wasn't worth the trip. Yes, <laughs> you know. Because you want to be the scriptures because the scriptures reveal Christ. And the more you read the more is revealed. I've had several of the guys um, read the, reading through the scriptures and stuff, and I had uh, several of them. And they'll say, you know, I read the scriptures, and this is really good, just so insightful. And I said, and I read through it the second time. I found all this stuff I never read before. It's like it was added or something. I mean, what in the world? I can't believe this other stuff. This isn't here. What happened? They read it the first time, and God revealed something. They read it the second time, and he revealed more. And guess what? Some of them read it the third time, and he revealed more. Because it's a living, active word. And that's the reason Jesus met these two guys. He didn't write another book. He goes, read the one you got. <laughs> Let me explain it to you. I bet those guys, he's telling them stuff. They're like, I didn't ever see that. Did you see that? No, how did this guy know all this? Did they, really? That's why that happened. 
See? Because Jesus knows it better than they did, you know, since he did write it. So, Amen? You see what's happening here? Now, so, this Bible speaks of Jesus. Now, here, this is one of my, I say this a lot, but this truly is one of my all-time favorite verses. All-time favorite verses. And it's the next one in the context. These guys had had this walk with Jesus, and they had this unbelievable Bible study, and now he's disappeared, and he's gone, and they know it's Jesus, and he left. And this is the next verse. This is what they say. Again, you're looking at these two men. They're totally confused and asking all these questions, and now after their experience with Jesus, this is what they say. Take special note. They spent a whole trip with Jesus, and this is what they say. Love this verse. Luke 24, 32. They said, Jesus is gone. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened the scriptures to us? And all God's people. Oh, I met with Jesus and he had flames out of his eyes and, you know, fire coming out of his mouth. And, oh, Lord, the light was all around him. I was blinded. And I said, like, eh, maybe, you know. But right here is what's supposed to happen. Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road? While he opened the scriptures to us. He just gave him a Bible study. And told about himself. You don't understand because you don't understand the scriptures or the power of God. That's why you don't. Oh, by the way, you know who Jesus said that to? It's the religious leaders. That's who he said it to at the time. They were the religious leaders. And so it's like, you know, he makes somebody come here with a PhD in theology, da da da, and ask me a question. I said, well, your issue is, you know. <laughs> understand the scriptures or the power of God. So I couldn't say that. But Jesus could. Jesus would. And Jesus would. See? Because these were the scholars at the time. And by the way, they're the ones that hated him. They're the ones that understood he said he's going to be resurrected. And they are the ones that told Pilate, put a guard around the tomb. We know this guy. You know? So, here's the whole picture of that. I have to read it again. I just love this verse. So when you pick up the scriptures, say, okay, I'm going to read the scriptures. This is like Reader's Digest time. You know. By the way, if you're reading the Bible, it's not Reader's Digest time. I'm going to read the Reader's Digest and great inside politics. Read Reader's Digest, get great inside of X, Y, Z. You know, no. What you do here, when you read God's word, God indwelling you, and you read it, you're going to find, this is really hard. I mean, you're going to say, God is really has a big vocabulary. That's supposed to be funny. He's saying, I mean, who says this stuff? God says this stuff. And what he's trying to do, and take it me, take me. He, and what God is trying to do, when he writes the scripture, he's trying to dumb it down. He is trying to, he goes, I got to talk to Wallace. Oh, Lord, Jesus, he'll never get to this. Well, let's dumb it down, you know, and, you know, 
And he gives me the scriptures. And I'm like, Lord, you needed to dumb it down more. He said, no, you put something into it now. See, because when we come in face-to-face with Christ, it's like, it's going to see more than we ever dreamed of. We can't, we can't even comprehension. Paul, the apostle Paul, when he went to heaven, he came back and he goes, I can't tell you. I can't speak what I saw. See? But we got the Bible, and that'll help us, you know, grasp who Christ is. And then when you, when you read the Reader's Digest, have you ever been just grabbed and your heart burned within you and just motivated in a particular direction? And I, this is nothing against the Reader's Digest. I like the Reader's Digest. But have you ever read the Reader's Digest and just like move to tears, move to change your life, move to contact, you know? Well, when you re- read the Bible, that happens. See, when you read the Bible, you'll see something and your heart will burn within you. The words will come off the page. It'll move you to tears as God opens it up to you. That's what happened to those two. That's what happened to those two. That's what should happen to us. See, and that's the reason Jesus spoke to those two. That's the reason he spoke to them. We don't know who they were, but that's who he spoke to. So let me just summarize it. And I think this identifies us as the church. I mean, put it on our foreheads. Their hearts burned within them while Jesus talked to them and opened the scriptures to them. Jesus is alive. Jesus still speaks. Even today, when we read the scriptures, our hearts will burn within us as Jesus opens the scriptures to us. And God said, all people said, amen. Amen. It's serious. It has all the answers we need, and it tells us what God is going to do. Going to do. Now, so now, so everybody... I made a point with the three ladies and the two guys. Now Jesus does something, you know. I mean, we could just say, okay, about time. Guess who he talks to next? Guess. The apostles. <laughs> you know, he talks to them. He says, listen, I'm going to talk to these ladies. They're on fire. You know, it, it, they're just powerful women of God. And these two guys out walking on the road don't know what's going on. I had to speak to them first because they had, their hearts are wide open to understand exactly what happened, exactly what I'm doing. Now I've talked to them. All right, I have to go break into this room with these apostles and so I can talk to them. You can't even get in the door. They got it locked. That's the reason we know that Jesus can go through walls. Did you know that's true? That's how we know Jesus goes through walls, because he had to go through a wall to talk to the apostles. <laughs> the door was locked. So he, so he shows up, and I have to say, now he does. He, but he just shows up as Jesus. Okay, I mean, there's no fire coming out. So, I, so he shows up, and I got it in this section. I wasn't even going to cover it. So that's how he shows up. And, and you know what the first thing they, they did, the first comment, they go, they didn't believe it, man. That's where he didn't talk to the three ladies and the two guys. I mean, he showed up. These guys, they don't believe it when he showed up. I mean, I'm being a little facetious, but that's what it says. <laughs> that's, that's what it says. So here we have, I have an overhead here, Luke 20, 
4.44. Now, this is what happened Easter. This is what happened Easter. Jesus himself stood among them. Now, now Jesus himself stands among him. What could he have said? What would he have said? No fire out of the mouth, no gleaming eyes, no glowing body. You know, it's just like, no, that's Jesus. Looked like he always did. And in fact, he tells himself, well, she touched the holes in my hands. I mean, he, you know, he, this wasn't a good show and tell. But he just, you know, he just shows up. What would be the first thing he did? I'm going back to the big appearance. You know, I mean, he could flash light and you'd see a picture of God showed up and everybody fell on their face. I think this would be a good time for all of them to fall on their face. You know, he could have pulled that off. But what does he do? And what he does is what he did with the ladies and what he did with men to Emmaus. What he does to the disciples is what he does with us. And if we don't understand this, we cannot grow. We cannot grow. We fake it, act like it. But we cannot make progress in Christ. Big lesson. Jesus himself stood among them. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you. Now, know the, notice the past tense. Notice the past. These are the words that I spoke to you for three and a half years. You know? You never miss a church service and you all had gold stars by your name. These are the words I spoke to you. You warmed the pews for three and a half years. And I'm, this is what I spoke to you. Everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. The Bible is about Jesus, not what next, your next job should be. The Bible is about Jesus. And he said, I told you about everything written about me. Everything written about him, where? Where's everything? I know great commentators. This commentator, go listen to him because he has everything written about me. Now, everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. And if you knew the scriptures, you would understand this. But because you don't know the scriptures, you don't understand this, even though you spent three and a half years with me. If you would have known that, you would have understood this. They didn't. They didn't. So, must be fulfilled. And then verse 45. Love it. I mean, this is a teacher's verse. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. <laughs> I mean, he did it again. He did it again. Another Bible study. I mean, like two powerful, knock it out of the park Bible studies in one day. I mean, the two guys from, it says the two guys from Emmaus were in there, and the women were in there. I'm probably, they're going, oh my God, we heard this already. Yeah. I don't think they said that. They probably oh think something else. He's going to say something else here. Let's put it, put it. Easter. What did Jesus do Easter? He arose 
And then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. What God's people said? Amen. Amen. Now here's the thing we got to grasp that on this first Easter, the risen living Jesus, as on the first Easter, this risen living Jesus still speaks and opens the Bible to us. He hadn't stopped. He hadn't stopped. Talk to anybody who spends time in the scriptures that you know that believe is really given, not just putting on a show or something like that, but really in that, you know, talk to them. And after you talk to them, you'll come like, man, it's like God's speaking to them. Because he is. He's, God still speaks. Still speaks. He just needs somebody to read it. He just needs to read it. Still speaks. And another point. Jesus didn't come in flaming fire. He goes, no, read the scriptures. You understand. Coming be coming in flaming fires will not penetrate that you would stand and die for me. Understand through the scriptures will transform you that you would stand and die for me. By the way, when Jesus comes back with flaming mouth, flaming eyes and mouth and stuff like that, just let you know it's judgment. And he's gonna burn everything up. You know, so the people, they go, wow, that's Jesus. It's like, eh, hair too late. It's like, oh, shucks. Now, okay, so we see this. Now, here's the question I ask you. I ask you, do you believe this? That's your question. Do you believe it? Well, I have all these questions. I don't read the Bible. He'll tell you. God will tell you one day. Do you believe this right here? Right here. Do you remember three ladies, two guys from Emmaus, they didn't understand the resurrection, nothing. But they were looking based on what they believed, and he revealed more. They believed what they knew. Do you believe this? That's a question. Do you believe this? And if you say, do, then that's all open for Jesus to reveal more. But he's not going to reveal more until you say, I believe this. I believe what he already told me. I'll do what I know to do. And then Jesus left a good verse when he is still living. In John, I'm close with this, John 11, 25 through 26. Have an overhead here. John 11, 25 through 26. And Jesus said, now this is before Jesus died. Okay, now I don't know. You know, this is just, I mean, if Jesus wasn't God, he'd just pull his hair out. <laughs> Jesus said to them, I am the resurrection and the life. John sat next to James. You know what he's talking about? No, I don't have a clue what he's saying, but let's just kind of go along with it. Let's just go along with it. You know, he's on a roll here. We'll catch something in a minute. And of course, at the resurrection, they you know, we didn't know this was going to Because they didn't pay attention here. Anyway, not pay attention, just couldn't comprehend it. Jesus said to them, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Amen? And all the apostles go, what are you talking about? It makes no sense. 
You ask him. I ain't asking. You ask him. I ain't, it makes no sense. He dies. They locked themselves in a room. He said it. I mean, he said it. Both two places. But now process it. Process it. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Easter morning. <laughs> Christ is risen. Indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Leave you with this. Jesus is alive and still speaks. And when we act on what we know, he will reveal Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this Easter. We thank you how beautiful it is outside. Thank you that your word, we can look at this, and you're telling us and understanding us. And Lord, it's, and, um, you don't want us to make this so complicated that we can't understand it. It seems so far away. It's like, no, he's told each of us something. Believe what he has told us. He has showed each one of us, of us something. Just do that little thing he told us, and he will reveal more. He revealed. You say, God's not telling me anything. Well, then you're not moving. You're not doing anything. Don't blame it on God. In fact, I feel really moved. If he's not telling you anything, it's because you're not doing anything. He showed you. What you're trying to do is blame God for your disobedience. No, just do what you know that little tiny step dear heavenly father we thank you thank you for your word thank you for easter thank you for risen thank you for the promise that we will go be with you lord glory to you in all things lord we praise your holy name in the name of the lord jesus amen amen what's done